This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If y'all have been listening for a while, you know that both of our families love pickles, like big time. So of course, we jumped at the chance to work with Grillo's Pickles, and oh boy, have we made everyone happy. (laughs) Grillo's is going to make you happy too. We've been fans since long before they became a sponsor, and we're telling you, these are the best pickles we've ever had. In fact, they are not only the absolute best pickle for your summer cookout and burgers, but they are my number one choice of pickle to top my famous fried chicken sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Made with a 100-year-old secret family recipe, Grillo's uses only all-natural, high-quality, garden-fresh ingredients to deliver crunchy, tangy flavor with zero artificial preservatives or colors. And all of their pickle varieties are made cold, shipped cold, and sold cold, which gives their products a distinct crunch and bold flavor. Grillo's pickles come in original dill, hot, and bread and butter flavors, and a cut for every occasion with holes, spears, halves, chips, and thin sliced sandwich makers. And their latest product, Pickle de Gallo, is a pickle-based salsa that's amazing on a chip or as a topping for burgers and dogs. We are completely obsessed with this stuff. No, seriously obsessed. (laughs) All you have to do to get your hands on this goodness is head to the refrigerated section of your local supermarket, including Whole Foods, Target, Kroger, Safeway, and Publix. Go to grillos.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y to grab your exclusive coupon for $1.50 off your Grillos purchase. That's about 25% off most of their products. And also find a store locator. It's an 80-20 mix, which I think we can just say right off the bat is, a, I think, a good, accessible burger mix. That's how you get a juicy burger. 80-20, people. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Hey, guys, before we get into this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening. And if you find yourself with an extra, I don't know, 30 or 60 seconds, leave us a rating and a review too. Those ratings help other busy home cooks discover us. 
because you know that they want to know everything that we know about burgers today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sort of surprised that we've never done a burger episode. And also that we did a hot dog episode before a burger episode, which is really interesting. I think that's the power of Billis. You were like, is it? Because no, I was like, hot dogs. You love hot dogs. I don't think it's just the power of me. I'm going to be honest with you. No. I think it's like my desire for a little bit of like juice and drama. <laughs> like we both agree on burgers, <laughs> hot dogs. I'm like, oh, let's have a hot debate. Yeah, I do think we're gonna. It's gonna be a little bit like the chicken nugget episode because we were both like, yes, absolutely, we should do that. And then I think it was surprising that I was kind of like. Yes, you should make homemade and have frozen store-bought. And you were like, uh, I would never buy store-bought ever, like, when you can just make them at home. So it was really fun. I'm curious, do you buy pre-made burgers in any form? Frozen, pre-shaped? Pre-shaped, definitely. Okay. what 100%. Like, fresh, frozen, what's yeah, your... Yeah, fresh. In New York, we have Fresh Direct. That's, like, our main grocery delivery service. And Fresh Direct has a deal with old school butchery, Pat LaFrieda or meat sourcing company. <laughs> I don't know, Pat LaFrieda Meats. Okay. And they make delicious burgers and burger blends. So you can buy their burger blends, at, you know, in bulk or they have pre-made patties. So I'm spoiled. It's easy to get really delicious, high quality, tasty, tasty beef that's pre-made but yeah like anything like if i'm on vacation like a vacation rental or something you know i feel a little weird about buying ground meat at the supermarket just over the years it seems like whenever there's like a major meat recall i feel like it's like bulk hamburger meat yeah that tends to be the thing because it just requires a lot more processing But I mean, you know, we all do our best. And if that's what's around, that's what's around. I grab it. So yeah, I've never purchased pre-cooked or frozen patties. Never? No, but I mean, like from what I understand from you and other people, like Costco and like a lot of those big box stores are a primary source for that. And I suppose if I would, if I had a Costco membership, I can imagine buying them frozen Because that amount you can't use up as much. I also don't have a ton of freezer room. Which is fair. Yeah. So I'm not like stocking burgers for the summer. I'm not really stocking much of anything like for long term because I have limited freezer space and our dog food. (laughs) (laughs) So Ziggy's food pretty much takes up up half of our freezer. So yeah, like I much rather stock my freezer with ice cream in the summer. Fair. Yeah. That's really fair. (laughs) So there you go. What about you? I think that I'm I tend to default to homemade patties all the time. I'm so curious to know what's in the burger blend that comes from yeah. Fresh Direct. Like I can is tell it- you. So there's a couple of different ones. Uh it's an 80-20 mix, which I think we can just say right off the bat is a I think like a good accessible burger mix. That's how you get a juicy burger. 80, 20 people. Because you need the fat in there to make it juicy. Whether you're grilling it or pan frying it, doesn't matter. But I have a hack that's on kitchen, which is putting frozen grated butter in with your ground beef. So like if you can't find 80, 20, you can enhance it with We've butter. We've talked about that before. Yes. 
butter burgers for life. I love them so much. But occasionally, just like you, I will buy preformed patties like when I'm at a vacation rental or I do love the like Costco frozen ones. And I think we don't have our garage freezer anymore like we had when we lived in Boise. So I haven't figured out like the logistics of that. But I think that having frozen burger patties kind of like aligns with my other goals for being in Tennessee, which is like hosting our family a lot and being able to feed everyone sort of like spontaneously and on the fly. So I may be relying on frozen burger patties more this summer than ever before. Okay, I want to just quickly follow up before you go on. Okay. So the Pat Lafrida, their original burger blend is a combination of chuck brisket and short rib. Yum. Uh-huh. It's so good. And then they also have a brisket burger blend made from whole briskets, chuck and shoulder of black Angus beef. But those are, oh, actually, those are about the same price. And then they also have a short rib burger blend that I'm going to pull up just so we know. Because these are these, I don't know. To me, these are I consider these gourmet yes. burgers. And I for think sure. honestly, what you're pointing to is a tip that even if you're not using fresh fresh direct, that you could use in a grocery store, which is to buy a yeah. variety of ground exactly. meats and mix them together, or shop at a local butcher shop and have them yeah. make a blend for you. So the short rib one is short rib brisket and chuck. So I just wanted to get all those out because I think those are all really great cuts. And I think that they can be mixed and matched in a lot of different ways. So if you just like pick two to get a nice variety, especially if you're going to a butcher who can help you just say like, I was thinking, I don't know, like short rib and brisket. I'd like it to be like approximately 80, 20. They'll put something together for you and it really will elevate the flavor of your burger. Yeah. And also that's a great tip for making a bunch of burgers be less expensive like you can do a mix of like something like a short rib that maybe is a little more expensive and something like a shoulder that is a lot less expensive and get like all the flavor from the short rib in a very like small amount and then bulk up the burgers with something less expensive but I think we should also while we're talking about meat acknowledge that one we have listeners who are not eating meat. So if I'm buying impossible meat, I'm probably buying the pre-made patties of those. And I definitely rely on frozen veggie burgers. Oh, so it's funny because I pulled up a bunch of veggie burger recipes. Did you? So yeah, yeah. Cause I think that I my best I'm thinking about it because I'm also meal planning a little ahead. My yeah. best friend is visiting from LA in a couple of weeks and she's a vegetarian. So it's always really fun to make like an entire week of like vegetarian food completely, like even when we're eating out. And I don't like pre-made frozen veggie burgers. I guess I'm saying it like, oh, we have a couple of vegetarian diners. I'm buying pre-made patties to have on hand. If I was, if I'm making veggie burgers for just our family, I do tend to just make them from scratch. Yeah. But I would, okay, so I want to go back to the summer entertaining episode that recently aired because you were talking about how like you want to eat less meat or like are people in general eating less meat? And I was saying that this isn't happening in my circle, but I do think this is a good moment to pause. Like if you're going to have someone who's vegetarian and isn't going to just eat the salads and the sides, maybe make a veggie burger 
to see if like more people will eat it. And it's yeah. like it gives your vegetarian guest a better option if they want something off the grill. And then it kind of, you know, introduces the rest of your eaters to veggie burgers that are actually yeah. good and not frozen. But I don't know. Just a thought. Like, I don't know that everyone's open to that. But I do think that it's fun to kind of experiment with veggie burgers. So what recipes did you pull up is what I want to know. I We have to talk about chicken burger. We, like, have to. It has to be a whole segment here. But can we talk about <laughs> what veggie burgers you pulled up? And, like, what are yeah. you looking for in a veggie burger? That's great. So I'm going to just admit, like, right off the bat that I haven't cooked these these are not like recipes that are tried and true, but I'm going to pull them up because I have them bookmarked for my friend, Sarah. I can't wait to see. Okay. So in general, I really do like mushrooms and black beans Mm -hmm. in my burgers because I think they have nice umami taste. And I think both are really helpful in creating a texture that I like. Do you know how some frozen veggie burgers have like oats in them? Yeah. I'm not down with that. I think they have to be either, it has to be like oat flour or they have to be hydrated and cooked in some way if they're going to be included. Yeah. Sometimes it's like not, I don't know. No, it just I agree. like really doesn't work with me. I like looking for a recipe that makes good use of aromatics. Like I know it's easy to just put a whole bunch of ingredients and like mash it up and be like, great, it's a veggie burger. But like, building flavor, you know, you're not going to get the same flavor as meat, but you do want a depth of flavor from your burger, especially if it's a meatless burger. So sauteing onions and garlic as a first step and layering the flavoring in is something that I think is really important to look for. Binders, I think it's important to look for. Your veggie burger is mostly breadcrumbs. Like that's a little bit weird, although breadcrumbs I do think are good and really useful in some amount. But like, I don't know, I've seen ones that have like crushed crackers, you know, that can give you a little extra flavor. Maybe if it seems like it's using too much breadcrumbs, you can look for flowers instead. And then like you were saying, Oat flour, almond flour can add another level of subtle flavor as long as it's not too much. You shouldn't need too much of just like a generic binder, in my opinion. I think there's something that you're hitting on here, which is really important for me in veggie burgers, which is the binder and whether you're like cooking aromatics and maybe even drying the beans if you're using a bean like yeah. canned beans kind of like driving off some of the moisture is this idea of like the texture I do not enjoy a veggie burger that's basically like crispy on the outside and creamy on the inside like, yeah I don't think that is replacing a burger I love the idea of including something like mushrooms where you're getting like a little bit of chew um, some really great like black bean burger recipes I love you like have you basically dry out the beans in the oven or in a pan first which makes them a little bit chewy and so then when you process them yes it has like some texture to it I also think not just like throwing everything into the food processor and going until yep. it's like mush is another secret like Maybe you do the base and then you just put in the beans and pulse two or three times so you get like a good, almost like a fritter texture, really. totally. Yeah. And grating veggies like carrots and zucchini to put in there also help with that sort of like, it 
has more chew to it and more texture and to some it. moisture that's going to help pull all the ingredients together and hold it which makes me think of things like using a little bit of ketchup too or barbecue sauce like just a couple of tablespoons that also that like wetness that like helps adhere everything together but also adds flavor both ketchup and barbecue sauce have a saltiness a sweetness and like a vinegary tang to them that just again like we're talking about layering flavors you don't want any of that to be too pronounced on its own but as you start to build in that flavor it's really delicious I also just, you know, we could probably, it sounds like we could go on and on about we veggie burgers. We could have a whole episode about veggie burgers Who and knew? veggie patties. Yeah. But I want to talk about um, nuts as well. So I'm oh, not yeah. a huge fan of walnuts, but I feel like walnuts are a really nice veggie burger ingredient. They have like the right flavor profile for me and grinding them up. And that also adds a little bit of texture and a whole other layer of flavor, like earthy umami flavor. Yeah, that makes me think of Minimalist Baker for some reason. I feel like maybe her veggie patty has like lentils and walnuts in it. Yeah, that sounds um, right. And I think that the, the that uh, there's something there too. We talked about this in an episode where it's like about how to find the best recipes. Is like I wouldn't go to the beef rep. I don't know who's a beef <laughs> food beef blogger. blogger. It's a the beef, beef blogger. <laughs> try to find a vegetarian burger from them but i would go to someone like minimalist baker people are really excited about jenny rosenstrach's the weeknight vegetarians Mm -hmm. and her veggie burger which is on kitchen right now so we will link to that like apparently it's a great one i have not tried it yet Awesome. I'll, I'll link it to you, too, for your endeavors. Yes, for my endeavors. And I just want to say also just like grilling vegetables and putting it between a bun. I know like that's not a kid favorite, but like, you know, a mushroom is the go to obvious one. But like grilling eggplant steaks and melting mozzarella on it, putting a little marinara sauce instead of ketchup. Like, there are other fun, grillable things if you don't want to make your own homemade version or buy store-bought veggie burgers. Okay, but I still think that qualifies as a sandwich if you're doing that. It does. It's not a a burger, right? Like, like, yes, I think that's a great idea. I'm not trying to diss your idea, but we also need to talk about chicken burgers. Okay, we do, but wait, real quick, because we just, like, wrote off store-bought veggie burgers, which I don't want to do, because they are useful. No, I like do you have a favorite have on hand. Yeah, tell us what your favorites I'm gonna, are, just I'm going to, like, totally quick. blank on the brand. Can I take a picture and put it in show yes, notes? Yes, that's perfect. Yes, okay. Perfect. Okay, chicken burgers. Chicken burgers. You know, I don't know what to say about it, except that... <laughs> They're and turkey burgers, except that they're. I just wrote a whole book on chicken, but I don't know what to tell you. Because it gets overwhelming. I'm like, where do I start? And I'm trying to just like. Does the the type of ground chicken matter? I think you know you want to use dark meat. Like that's the whole thing. Chicken and turkey are lean chicken, especially. So dark meat or a combination of dark and light, if you really want to keep it lower fat, which I mentioned because I think a lot of people who default to chicken and turkey burgers or doing it for health reasons. Mm -hmm. But I just would like to say that um, it doesn't have to just be for health reasons. It can be for flavor reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I do think um, it helps to add cheese, our favorite ingredients. Which essentially you're adding fat to it. 
Yeah. Right. That's what I was getting at. So like cheese is good. I like a little bit of oil and cheese, but one or the other. I've never tried butter in a chicken burger, which you got me thinking about when you said a butter beef burger. That's interesting. Maybe I can experiment with that. Like if you can only find lean chicken, you know, white meat, ground chicken. So that's an idea. But I think that also people tend to pack their chicken and turkey burgers with like tons of flavoring because they think of chicken and turkey as being a like very simple blank canvas that can be very bland. Which isn't and I, that so interesting? We think beef is like so flavorful, but like a lot of times supermarket beef is not so totally. much. And also, by the way, a lot of times when you add a ton of stuff to your chicken burger, you're not really going to taste it. Like it gets, yeah. the flavor gets dulled and like, you know, tamped down through the cooking process. So like really be mindful because you're just kind of wasting ingredients. Like, I tested so many chicken burgers and one I was like, tomatoes and salsa and spices and fat so that you get a a good texture and some good basic flavoring in your burger, like salt and any other spices. Because again, you want to think about layering the flavor and then really think about how you top your chicken burger. Like you want the burger itself to be simple, flavorful and good texture and juicy. And then put the stuff on top. Like if it's a Southwest, like put the salsa on top. Don't put the salsa in the meat. Okay, we have to talk about toppings, but yeah. I think we have to talk about cooking. Do you feel like there's difference in cooking turkey or chicken burgers? No, you know, I love a flat beef burger. Like, I yeah. love a smash burger. And even okay. on the grill, and I know we're going to talk about this, on the grill, I am becoming a quick convert to cooking in a pan on the grill and not yes. just on the open flames because I like a nice juicy smash burger with a like full crust across the whole like surface of both sides of my burger. I do think that with turkey and chicken burgers, you want it a little bit thicker, you know, like a, a smash chicken burger is just not as satisfying. So making it a little bit thicker, a little bit more of like a traditional burger that's nice and flavored with lots of creative toppings I think is the way to go in a grill or on a pan. I think it works either way. I do like the flame directly on a chicken or turkey burger because, again, that's another layer of flavor. It has less natural fat in it. And so, like, that flame broiled, you know, flavor is really an important layer. Whereas with a beef burger, it's really about that juicy fat beef goodness. (laughs) So I want that beautiful sear on the pan. Okay, so I just want to say one more thing about turkey burgers, and we'll talk about cooking beef Great. burgers, which is we ju- I just worked with the Grill Dads to do this, like, turkey promo thing, and we used ground turkey and just seasoned it with taco seasoning, which I just thought was, like, so great and such a widely appealing thing. But one of the things I learned from grilling those with them is just how important the, the like, shape of the patty is for chicken and turkey. Yeah. Because it tends to, like, when you're adding a little bit of fat and olive oil, which is what they used, or if you want to try butter, or you're doing, like, cheese in the middle, there's, like, a s- steaming that happens. So it is one of those burgers where it helps to 
make a round patty, but then sort of thumb down into the middle of it. You're not yeah. making a hole through like a donut, but you're just like indenting the top of it. Helps keep the patty flat instead of turning yes. it into a little ball. Which is a I tip also, that they say for beef too, but I find that it's a little less important for beef. But also yeah. I like smash burgers. So. Right. So then you're not even having to deal with that because you're like smashing the patty as it goes into the pan and the steam is getting pushed yeah. out the sides. I love a smash burger and I love cooking burgers on cast iron, whether it's inside or on the grill. I would, I was just going to say really quick though, on the indent, cause you're moving into beef. I yeah. still, if I'm making a thicker burger, let's say like that's something somebody wants. I still do the indent on the beef burger as well. Like I do it for any thicker burger. I, I don't think of it as being specific to chicken and turkey. Yeah, no, I think I'm just emphasizing that with chicken and turkey, like you can't skip it. Yeah. With burger, with beef burgers, I'm kind of lazy about it. I don't, I hate to admit that and be like, I don't know, it just depends on the burger, I think, and like the audience. I think if you can, if you're doing a somewhat thin patty already, even if you're not smashing it, like I would not worry about with a pre made patty trying to indent it. I don't think it's going to improve the texture. Yeah, totally. But if you're shaping them at home and you're not feeling very confident about your shaping, I think the indent is great. A hack that I love is, you know, like deli soup container lids. Yeah. They're like thin, but they have a little ridge around them. Two of them will perfect, and you like press them down as a press on your raw beef, will make perfectly shaped patties that don't need the thumb indent the bowl they won't bulb up while you're because the them. way the two ridges meet creates just the perfect space yes and it's like the perfect thin. it is relatively thin it's not like that thick so not a you know those like monstrous burgers where it's like an inch thick patty like you're making a quarter pounder not those burgers but it makes it like thin sort of like a fast food hamburger Yummy. without without as much effort and without smashing Before we dig into more, let's take a quick minute to hear from our sponsors. Megan, remember this winter when I was all about enlightened ice cream bars and desserts like their single serve cheesecakes? How could I forget when I was all about them too? Well, as much as I still love those, I am declaring it the summer of Sundays, as in ice cream Sundays. This season, I am all about grabbing pints of delicious creamy ice cream so that I can make all kinds of dreamy ice creamy Sundays. I am so here for this, and there are so many enlightened pint flavors that are perfect for whipping up other ice cream desserts, from homemade ice cream cakes to shakes and floats. Mm, yes, all of the above. I have been digging into their light ice cream, which comes in classic flavors like vanilla bean and mint chip, as well as impossibly indulgent flavors that pack in loads of mix-ins and swirls, like brownies and cookie dough and caramel fudge pretzel. And you know, they offer a similar range of deliciousness in keto and dairy-free options, too. You know what I'm about to add, Phyllis. As much as I appreciate options that make it easy for anyone eating any diet to enjoy quality ice cream, I am just here for the taste. And when it comes to pints, scoopability. And Enlightened never, ever disappoints. I couldn't agree more. And they deliver their feel-good frozen desserts straight to your door. Doesn't get any better than that. The summer of Sundays is on. (laughs) 
Find out more about Enlightened and where to find them in your local grocery store by visiting eenlightened.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y. And don't forget to use the code D-I-J-F-Y 10 to get 10% off your order plus free shipping. Megan, it's no secret that I'm a maximalist who loves luxe clothing and home goods. Mm-hmm. It's also no secret that I'm a minimalist who also loves investing in a handful of small luxe things that will last and service for a long time, especially for my home. And we both love a good deal, which is why we've both become obsessed with Quince, a one-stop shop for curated luxury goods shipped direct from the world's best specialty factories. Quince partners with factories that produce well-known luxury brands and that demonstrate a commitment to high production standards, fair wages, safety, and sustainability. They also focus on essential products with low design costs. Think cashmere cruise, super soft fleece pants, and the down comforters, and hotel quality sheets that I'm stocking up on for the new house. Yay, new house! I'm so into those cashmere cruise, though, because back to some clothing. (laughs) And they are only $50. I've also stocked up on even more affordable and chic linen shorts, silk camis, and washable silk PJs for the summer. And all of it ships direct from factories straight to us. No middle person and no upcharge. Altogether, that's how Quince is able to keep prices up to 50 to 80% lower than other brands. Real Simple, InStyle, Fast Company, Refinery29, and Fortune all agree with us. Quince is a game changer. And if you give them a try and disagree, Quince will give you a full refund. So treat yourself today. Get free shipping and 365-day free returns at onequince.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash, and this is all lowercase, D-I-J-F-Y. Short for Didn't I Just Feed You. I'd love for you to walk us through your smash burger, like how you like to do it. Do you have a special tool or do you just use a spatula? No, I don't. But I've been thinking about getting one because doing it on the cast iron on the grill is new to me. Mm -hmm. I usually do it in the house, but I like it on the grill because I don't know. It feels more exciting and less messy. (laughs) (laughs) Like instead of splatter. (laughs) So I've been looking at those cast iron little round like smashers. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm like, I do not need another tool. But I will say, he says the maximalist. (laughs) It is actually helpful (laughs) because it's heavier. Like with a spatula, you don't get a whole lot of like precision. You know what I mean? Because... The smash comes from my arm and my angle and like how strongly I press yes. down on it. And you're, it's as not opposed a to direct the, press. It's right. like at an angle almost. Right. As opposed yeah. to like a tool where you have a like a handle on top and it's heavy and it does the work for you. So I don't think it's like a completely unnecessary tool. But obviously I, I am a maximalist and I haven't purchased one because I'm like, that's ridiculous. Listen, even as a minimalist, I'm like, I kind of want one. I know. <laughs> I know. Doesn't it look so satisfying? It does. And like, we really do love a burger at home. So I feel like anything that would make a burger at home better, I'm willing to invest in. And it makes me wonder if you had a tool like that, would it be easier to do like alternative burgers in a smash style that would get them really crispy? 
Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, now we need to get the tool. I guess we have to buy one. I guess we I'll have to expense it to deny this video. Guess we have to so do that it. So you can know. We'll drop the exclusive info in our listeners community. <laughs> okay. So this is the most, I feel like this is the most fun part. What do you like to eat on your burger? Let's talk beef burger. Okay. Like, it's just, you could choose any topping. You're like a five guys. They have all the toppings. What's your go-to? This is very pressureful, but I do want to say, I want to say that, I'll tell you why it's pressureful, but first I want to say to salt your beef very heavily because it's almost, that is almost like a topping. (laughs) Like that is. It helps get that like crust on it. Yes. Yes. Right. So before you throw it on the heat, salt it, salt it, salt it. You know, then you throw it on sears you press it down flip okay a buttered bun i know that's not a topping but uh i'll count it lightly toasted because i like potato rolls and i like them to be soft i don't like the outside of my potato roll to feel like it's been toasted that should be soft but i need to like warm it so that it isn't like refrigerator cold and i need to be able to smear a little thin bit of butter on it, pat of butter, and have that melt. So it's like in the toaster or on the grill for like just a few, you know, just like a minute or so, warm it, melt the butter on it. And then I'm classic. And that's why I feel pressure because I'm like, am I supposed to come up with something super creative? I raw white onion, thinly sliced, tomato, pickle, lettuce, iceberg. Thank you. Shredded or pieces? Okay, so it really depends. On my fried chicken sandwich, it's only shredded. If you have a nice, crisp piece of iceberg, I will accept a leaf of it. And then (laughs) ketchup and mayo. But just a single leaf. Okay. Just a single leaf. No special sauce. No special sauce. Ketchup and mayonnaise. Okay. How about you? I feel like we're aligned on the bun. Like, I do think that how the bun is prepared is actually really important. Yes. And I <laughs> always feel like it's weird because I'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot cheese. I talked right over you, but I needed to say that <laughs> emergency, emergency, cut her off. I need everybody to know that there's what also cheese. cheese. American. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So we're aligned on the bun. We're aligned on the bun. We are also aligned on cheese, although I might go cheddar over American. Okay. I think you're if you're a person who does not care about your bun toasted, that that there's like you have some childhood trauma. I don't know. <laughs> you need to work through. You need some therapy. You need you're to just go wrong. Work, work it out. You're wrong. Oh my work god. Okay. Hilarious. But I would swap the butter for a thin, thin layer of mayo. How thin? On both buns. Like, I'm, it's not even a teaspoon for the two oh. buns. Okay. But I like that. And what you're talking about is actually brilliant. The, a layer of fat on the bun helps the rest of the bun from getting soggy. So it can be butter. It can be mayo. I just like the flavor of that mayo brings. Okay. But I'm also like dying I'm to know then what your sauce is. Okay, go ahead. I would go special sauce. I what? would go special special sauce i'm literally on the edge of my seat it's kind of like the one on your fried chicken sandwich where it's like mayo ketchup there's seasoning there's like a little bit of relish in there and i prefer that because i don't want pickles on my burger (gasps) i think they're too slippery but i like the taste of 
having a pickle on there. That makes sense. I like having pickles. I like, I don't know. I just like either the sandwich slice or, you know, just like pickle chips. I love a pickle on the side, but it's like eating a burger and it having me too slippery is rough on me. I don't know. I I get it. it. Okay. I would go shredded lettuce and tomato. Shredded lettuce always? Yes. Okay. Again, like the iceberg or even if you have like beautiful butter lettuce, which I love for like a photo of a burger. But then when you go to eat it, if you have like any sauce or like the cheese, then you're like slipping, sliding, you're fighting the top bun the whole time. I also feel like butter lettuce is, it doesn't have as much like structural integrity. It's soft. That's what makes it beautiful. Yeah, minute, it's like crispy. the heat. Yeah, they, the yeah. heat from the burger and then the fat from the butt. Like it just wilts too fast. And I skip onion on my burger. I know that that's something, but also a special sauce is not an option. I love a one to dip a burger into. Not I'm here on for it, that. But to dip a burger into. I, you know, I love a one sauce. It's so good. It's why, so why, good. Like, why are we not using it more? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. And nobody wants this, so don't worry. We're not going to do it. But I want to <laughs> do a mini episode on A1 sauce. I think it's so underrated. It's delish. Yeah, so good. You know, it's so interesting about no onion on your burger because if I were if I were told, like, you can only put one thing on your burger. You would pick an onion. I'd pick onion. I'd pick raw white onion. I'd pick cheese. There's something about beef and onion. <laughs> That is so good to me. I love it. So interesting. So you'd pick cheese. Yeah. I mean, cheese would obviously be a quick second. Like yeah. a, a, a smash cheeseburger with just onions is so good. Okay. I can get that. And then or next like, would we... be onions and pickles. So yeah. like we're we're coming at it from different sides. <laughs> My go-to if we go to Five Guys, because you know they have like the whole yeah. menu of toppings is to get like the grilled onions and mushrooms and A1. Nice. That's a beautiful burger. That That's is a very savory burger, right? Okay, but what are, so like, let's say you're going to have a burger bash. You're going to have a burger bash. Burger this bash. Summer. Billis. Billis's burger bash. What toppings are you putting out for everyone? Or like, what are topping ideas? You were talking with the, about the chicken burger and like putting salsa and all that stuff on top of it. But like, do you really do that? Yeah, I mean, like, a good guacamole chicken burger is delicious. Mm, And I feel like salsa is one of those things where I've seen a lot of people put it in the meat, and I feel like the flavor gets lost. It's like a perfect ready-made topping. I mean, it's great. The tomato is in there. The onion is in there. You get a little heat if you pick spicy. So, I like, I like putting salsa and avocado on top of a burger that's been flavored, maybe like a chicken or turkey burger that has like some cumin or maybe just some like taco spice like you were talking about earlier. That's beautiful. What would I put out? I'd put out the classics. I would probably put out lettuce leaves instead of shredded lettuce, just because I feel like that would hold up better. Ease, yeah. Right. I'd put out a thinly sliced red onion. I'd put out thinly sliced summer, beautiful summer tomatoes. I'd have a couple different sauces. I think A1's great. Barbecue's great. Like a special sauce like you were talking about is great. I think relish and all manner of pickle are really good to put out there. Smashed avocados. I really love like green chilies also, like canned green chilies are really good. Like if you do a pepper jack burger with canned green chilies on top is really delicious. 
I was surprised to hear you say like thinly sliced onions and not pickled onions because I know how much you love pickles. I do, but you know, I guess a pickled onion would be beautiful on a chicken or turkey burger. But like I was just saying, like beef and raw onions. It has your whole heart. It has my whole heart. And I like (laughs) white onions, but I feel like for putting it out at a barbecue, I'd use red. Isn't that weird? No, it's not weird. It's beautiful. I feel like red onions are like prettier, maybe a little more kid friendly, a little less sharp. Yeah, you don't, and also you don't want to reveal your deep, deep love of yellow onions. <laughs> yes. It's like something you want to eat. It's like your own private yes. cheeseburger. Yes. Yes. What about like bacon? Bacon. And then also that makes me think of like crispy prosciutto, especially on oh. a chicken burger. I wonder if you would do a chip for your next chicken book. A chicken saltambuca burger. Oh, that's interesting. Like those flavors, the like parmesan capers inside. In it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Might have to work on that. Um, I can't believe neither of us mentioned our love of the Grillo's pickle de gallo and that as a topping on that a chicken stuff burger. Is so good. So good. What um, about like sauerkraut? Do you ever go that? Mm, like, I don't love I Swiss, but, but I would. Mike loves patty melts, and that got me thinking about like you know Thousand Island dressing, Swiss, and sauerkraut, that kind of thing. Yes, oh Thousand Island, which I think is originally where like the secret sauce yes. or special sauce from it, all isn't that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right? Yes. Okay. Other toppings. Ooh, what about caramelized onions? That's like a little more effort, but you could do like a bacon and onion jam as an option. Jalapenos. Our friend um, Ashley from Treat Street Jam, she's always putting her jams on burgers, which I think is really interesting. Like she has like the blueberry chipotle. Is that what the one I'm thinking of? Strawberry chipotle. Yes. And you know what those jams would go good with? Like a blue cheeseburger, like jam, bacon, and blue cheese. Add some grilled onions too. Oh, that'd be really good. Into this, like, really savory, sweet. Yeah, I I do like that. Did you you hear that I said jalapenos? I want to make sure that gets gets a stare time. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Pickled jalapenos or just thinly sliced straight up? Either. Depends on the burger, right? I think that's fair. What about slaw? You love a good bagged slaw. Do you ever put that on burgers? I haven't yet, but like thinking about that broccoli slaw on like a chicken burger would be so good. Yum. Um, I guess I just think of slaw as like going on barbecue sandwiches. Yeah, so that's me where too. my default is. But like totally. you could take all the flavors of a barbecue sandwich, like get a smoky barbecue sauce and put that on your chicken burger and then do a slaw and that would be so good. And also slaw is nice because it's kind of like a vehicle. It's somewhere between lettuce and sauces. Like it gets that crispy, crunchy, like thinly shredded cabbage and then whatever creamy sauce on it. So like you can't lose. Can you put other salads on top of burgers? I don't know. Now I want to know. I made a warm mushroom spinach salad the other night. And so we were talking about mushrooms for veggie burgers, but sauteed mushrooms on top of a regular burger are delicious too. So good. Weirdly, that made me think of dips. Like, can you put hummus underneath a chicken burger? Could uh, you said guac earlier? Yeah. Um, pimento cheese on a burger. Oh yeah! Screaming, love it. Good call. That's yes. a really good one. Okay, where else were you going? I have a wild thing. 
I was thinking about like, what can I just throw on the grill? Because it's fun to throw things on the grill along with the burgers and then put them together. What about a pork burger with like a soy sauce, like base seasoning, right? Maybe a little like rice wine vinegar, a little soy sauce, maybe some scallions. And then top it with grilled pineapple. Ooh. I do... Is that Love weird? Grilled pineapple, especially if you can get it spicy. Yeah, like spicy <gasps> grilled pineapple. One on of Ashley's jams good. are like a a spicy jam, like a red pepper jam, glazed pineapple, grilled pineapple round on a pork burger. I'm into it. <laughs> okay, we let's just do made it. that happen. Let's do what it. What time should we be over for yeah. Joyce's burger bash? Well, okay, can we talk about something else? Cheese in the center of a burger. Yay or nay? A Juicy Lucy. I've never... I've never. I've never, and I don't like the idea. Does that say where I'm at? I feel like it's too much effort for very little satisfaction. Like, also, if you like to cut your burger in half, which sometimes I do, depending on the number of toppings, just to make it more accessible, I like having that, like, corner. Clearly, I have some neuroses around eating a burger and it not falling apart. Yeah. (laughs) But... (laughs) You're really into I feel like staying if you together. cut into a Juicy Lucy burger, all the cheese just oozes out and you lose all the cheese. I so like agree. why? And also, it kind of reminds me of something the grill dad said about grill marks. Is yeah. that like it looks sexy, right? And that so does a Juicy Lucy. Like who doesn't want cheese oozing out of their burger? Except you really don't. Like it's visually appealing. But actually, you don't want the grill to just hit in these marks a lot. You want the grill and the heat to cook across the whole surface. So that's why grill marks are BS. And I'm saying, if you're going to put cheese in your burger, I want cheese throughout my entire burger. Putting it just in the middle is BS. Like, I'd rather use, like, quality shredded cheddar in my burger blend than just sticking a chunk in the middle. Which I think that's a really great tip and is essentially what a butter burger is doing without adding cheese to it. So, like, grate some cheese and work it into your meat mixture and then shape your patties. Have you ever made like a quote unquote Greek burger? That's another good thing to do with like chicken or turkey. And I've never done this, but maybe even like salmon. Okay. Right? Where you're just like dill or oregano, salt and pepper, and then using tzatziki as the spread and thinly sliced tomato, cucumber, lettuce, that kind of thing. I've done it with uh, poultry before, but I don't know. Salmon burgers, maybe. That could be a nice way to flavor them. Are we going to see it on your Instagram, on Didn't I Just Feed You's Instagram, or on our secret Feed Me Fam Finsta? Here's the crazy thing about burgers and why I felt like there was pressure when you were like, what do you want on it? And I was like, I don't know. I just like the basics. (laughs) I'll tell you why. Because every single time I cook a burger, I love a classic burger so much that I find it very hard to cook variations because I'm... I'm like, or even order. Like when I go to Shake Shack, I'm always tempted. I'm like, oh, should I get the, mm." I'm eating this and this is so delicious. And really, I just want my classic. The classic. Every time. Like I do not get tired of it. Like that's all I want to eat. Do you think that's exclusive to burgers? Or are there a few other things where it's like, this is just the way I like it. And I've learned this about myself. So I'm just not going to venture outside of that. Pizza. Pepperoni pizza. Unless I'm going to like a fancy pizza place. Do you know what I mean? Like a wood-fired pizza where you can get like onion toppings. Exactly. But like if you're just going to a pizzeria. And grabbing a slice. Anything I do that isn't just a pepperoni slice, I'm like, "Mm." 
I should have just gotten my pepperoni slice. (laughs) That's what I like. And it's funny because I'm not very like this. Like I don't love going yeah, to the same restaurant over and over. Or you're ordering very adventurous. The same. It's yeah. the maximalist thing. Like you never want to miss out on things. Yes. But but my burger and my pepperoni slice. <laughs> that's what that's what I like. Okay. I think this these are threads in our listeners' community. <laughs> I want to know what everyone wants on their burger. And like, do you just fly by the seat of your pants? Is it different every time, or do you have a go-to like definitive? Mine, I think, is dependent on location, too. Like, oh, tell, talk to us a little right? bit Right, like that. I said about the Five Guys. At Five Guys, I always get the, like, grilled onions A1 yes, situation. Yes, 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 But at home, I tend to default to, like, classic. Like, I want the special sauce. I want the shredded lettuce, the cheddar cheese. All right. I want to get fancy with it. Well, you know but, what I'm going to say. I, I'm going to say so. that I want to hear from our listeners. So, you guys, if you haven't already, please join our community by visiting didn'tdigestfeedyou.com backslash community. We offer a free listeners group. We also offer a supporting membership that comes with crazy, delicious, juicy perks that you want, including two exclusive mini episodes every month, live events, a lifetime access to this private Instagram feed we keep talking about, and more. Speaking of Instagram, you can find us on our regular feed as at Didn't I Just Feed You. You can also subscribe to our newsletter there or from our site, Didn't I Just Feed You.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss a single episode. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A humongous thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well fed. Until next week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.